While many businesses are struggling during this time of quarantine, one business has seen a tremendous upsurge since the beginning of March. No, I'm not talking about Zoom technology, even though the entire church is using that for all of our committee meetings and everything that we do. They've certainly seen a massive increase of business, but I'm talking about something more basic, something more practical, something that at some point in all of our lives we have done. And it continues to be something that we can do at any age, alone or even with others. Can you guess what I'm talking about? Well, if you answered jigsaw puzzles, then you would be correct. According to a recent NPR article, jigsaw puzzle sales have soared during this time of COVID-19. In fact, the article that I read said that Seiko, one of the largest producers of jigsaw puzzles, saw their sales exceed over 300% in one week of March compared to the year prior. Because the jigsaw puzzle industry is not considered an essential business, it's been a struggle for them to meet the increased demand for orders. It's really not surprising that people want something to do, something to help them refocus their attention away from the anxiety and the fear of the latest death tolls, something that is more constructive and that over time showcases the larger picture. Yes, puzzles require time and patience, especially if you're putting together a thousand pieces or more. And there's nothing more frustrating than spending a lot of time putting together a large puzzle only to find that you're missing a few pieces that prevent you from completing it. Indeed, when this happens, you truly discover how important every piece is to the bigger picture. I find this to be true of the church as well. Two weeks ago, we began a new sermon series entitled, I'm In, playing off the letters, I In. And we are being reminded of some important things that we too often forget. For instance, God has invited us into his grace through Jesus Christ and calls us to follow him. Last week, we talked about how invaluable we are to God and how God has gifted us differently so that we can build up the body of Christ and bless the lives of others. And today we are reminded that while God calls us as individuals, he also calls us to be interpersonal, to be in relationship with one another. It's kind of like a big jigsaw puzzle, actually. God has created every, every piece, each and every one of us, inviting us into the big picture of his kingdom that runs contrary to the kingdoms of the world. Every piece. Every person is invaluable to God and has a special place in his story. And if one piece is missing, God will look high and low until it's found and included into the picture. And every individual is unique. In fact, no two people are the same. But even so, each person is united together through the Spirit of God and called into interpersonal relationships with one another to the glory of God. You see, the Apostle Paul speaks of this in his letter to the Colossians. Now, I don't know about you, but when I put a puzzle together, I always begin with the edges first, and then I work my way into the center. But Paul's letter to the Colossians runs contrary to this way of putting the pieces together. In fact, Paul starts with the center, with Jesus Christ, and then he works his way all the way out to the outer edges. 
it's as if the puzzle itself is a picture of Jesus. Paul tells us in Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 20, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So Paul gives us a picture of Jesus holding the church together. In fact, last week we read Paul's words to the church in Corinth using the metaphor of the body to describe the importance of every person and their gifts to be used collectively to serve God. I remind you, Paul says, for we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. So Paul's puzzle is a picture of Jesus, the head of the body, the church. And from the head is a picture of each and every one of us extending out from him to the very edges of the puzzle. Each piece is craftily put next to one another fitting just as it were designed to help portray the bigger picture. This leads us to the interpersonal nature of every piece, of every person connected in this puzzle together. Just as he did in his letter to Corinth, Paul speaks about our baptism, which is symbolic of being buried with Jesus and being raised to new life. Paul reminds the Colossians that they have been raised to new life in Christ and thus that they may set their minds on things above where Christ is seated. In other words, Paul says to them, look to the head of the body, look at Jesus, and focus on who you are and who you've been called to be. For this stands in opposition to our earthly sinful nature. And so then he says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Did you catch that? You are chosen by God, invited and holy and dearly loved, invaluable. But here's the thing. While this is personal, it's also not private. You are God's chosen people. Not just a person, but baptized, marked, and sealed with Christ's Spirit, which connects us together with others. I mean, didn't Paul say we were all baptized by one Spirit so as to form one body? If there are many people who avoid groups at all costs, 
They recognize that differing personalities can be a challenge to work with, and sometimes it's just easier to remain independent and alone. But that's neither God's plan nor call in our lives. He has called us into relationship with one another. We are the body of Christ together, not separately. And this thought process continues throughout our passage. He goes on to say, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So we are called together as Christ's church to be in relationship with Jesus, but also with one another. And our relationship with one another is centered on Christ. In fact, it's meant to reflect the very nature of Jesus. We are to be compassionate, kind, humble, gentle, and patient with each other. I mean, this is exactly how Jesus treated everyone he came into contact with, even those who opposed him. But you and I know that this is easier said than done. We recognize that we're sinful humans who have a tendency to put ourselves before others. We can be very impatient with one another, which often leads to saying and doing things that aren't so Christ-like. That's why Paul says that we are to bear with each other and to forgive one another as Christ has forgiven us. You see, he also understands that it's not easy, but that it shouldn't provoke us to separate ourselves from one another. Sometimes bearing with each other can be a struggle, especially when we choose not to forgive someone. But other times, bearing with each other is doing exactly what we're called to do as the body of Christ. Paul tells us in Corinthians, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. The church is interpersonally connected so much that we suffer and rejoice with one another. In fact, this is loving one another as Christ intends for us. So Paul says that over all the virtues that Christ has, that we are called to love one another as Christ has loved us. This is an unconditional love, an agape love, the superglue that binds us together, allowing us to be in a right relationship with one another even when we make mistakes. We are to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. That's the two greatest commandments according to Jesus. You see, the church is called into being through Christ and is called to reflect the very nature of the Godhead. We are Trinitarian Christians who affirm that God is one but distinct in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God is interpersonal. The Father, Son, and Spirit are in relationship with one another so much so that neither does anything apart from the will of the other. Jesus is very clear about this in the Gospel of John. He only does and says what the Father instructs him to. And he sends the Spirit to instruct us and to guide us in what to do and what to say. Therefore, our interpersonal relationships in the church, they are called to mirror the God that we serve and bear witness to the world 
who we belong to. We are called to be peaceful with one another, to live in unity, and to grow in faith together as we teach and admonish one another through the word of Christ, which nourishes our souls and guides us to serve Jesus together. Even worship of God is meant to be shared in community as we sing psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit in thankfulness and in gratitude to God for all he's done for us and all he does through us. You see, the truth is, is that we need each other just as the Father needs the Son, the Son needs the Spirit, and the Spirit needs the Father. God calls us individually but yet he brings us together collectively to use our gifts in ways that otherwise couldn't be done. For instance, single ingredients like butter, salt, sugar, bittersweet chocolate, an egg, and even a bag of flour, well, they serve individual purposes, but they are much better when they are used together to make cookies. A wise cook knows that it is better to use them together to accomplish something bigger than they could ever do on their own. In the same way, God has given us spiritual gifts and knows that we can work together to accomplish far more than we could do by ourselves. That's why he's called us into fellowship with one another, different as we are, to be the salt of the earth, to bring glory to God. You see, that's the beauty of the oneness of Christ's church. God has called us individually, but he's drawn us together collectively to be his chosen people, holy and dearly loved, who reflect his ways like a mirror to one another and also to the world. And each one of you is a special piece of the larger puzzle that is interconnected in relationship with every other piece to display the perfect kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Every piece is needed. Otherwise, the picture would be incomplete. And now, more than ever, we realize the importance of this truth, our need of one another as the body of Christ. Just like a puzzle, the church is made up of many pieces that perfectly fit together to complete our collective call together. Friends, as we find ourselves in isolation from one another during this time, I want to encourage you to pray for God to put someone on your heart that you need to reach out to. This could be someone who hasn't been connected to the church in a while, or it could be someone who needs to know how important they are as a member of the body of Christ. And when God answers your prayer, I want to encourage you to call them and to let them know how grateful you are for them. This is really just a small thing, but I promise you that it can make a huge difference in someone's life. You see, the truth is, we're really physically distancing ourselves from one another. We're really not called to socially distance ourselves from each other. And so my prayer for all of us is that we would all embrace our call to be social, to be interpersonal, as we seek to follow Christ together as his church, even from a distance. And friends, whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Friends, may it be so this day and forevermore.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.